Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Whale Nerds Podcast. This is episode number 34. My name is Slater, and I'm here with Eric and Caitlin. Hi, everyone. Hello. And we are going to be on time if it's going by the day, <laughs> Monday, but not by the time of upload. We'll be 12 hours behind. Uh, okay, 13 hours behind. Yeah. What time do we normally have them come out at? Like 6 a.m.? 6 a.m. Yeah. Early in the morning, yeah. So we're it's 12 6 hours. 6 p.m. right now. We're in the future, but you guys will get it. <laughs> what? The future. We're always in the future, dude. <laughs> Anyways, we actually have a topic this week, which is also exciting news. Should we talk about that first, or should we talk about like our, our sightings real quick? Let's talk about our sightings. Let's talk about sightings first. I did go whale watching. <laughs> one time for the one time. <laughs> <laughs> one time for the one time. No, I went. I went like almost every other day. Two days in a row. Almost. You did go two days went, in a row. Yeah, I'm on a roll. Actually, you went three days in a row. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I had the, my friend came, so then yeah. I went again. Wow. Um, what a week. All right. So I saw humpback whales. That's it, dudes. That's Don't, no saw. dolphins. Rizzos. No. Dolphins? No. My the other boats wow. had rizzos, and both days we were like too far to the west to go back to the rizzos. Bummer. So I saw humpbacks. We did have a humpback do some tail throws. Um, I got the drone up for a second, but he kind of oh, yeah, he, he kind of stopped tail slapping right when I got over it. Mm-hmm. Water was f- so green, so green, more green than a green machine. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> like the ju- like the juice, you know, the naked juice green machine. Oh uh, yeah, little plastic bottles. Yeah, yeah, I love plastic I bottles. I don't drink smoothies out of plastic bottles. I drink hey, them okay, out of glass jars from my house. Last time I had one was like 2004. <laughs> You know how you just have to buy the four ninety nine. What in middle school? Drink, yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't had one of those. But hey, doesn't Jamba Juice come in like styrofoam cups? Yeah, yeah. or it does. Jamba yeah. Juice, plastic. No, Juice It Up did. I know that. Jamba used to. I think it's plastic now. Anyways, you should take your own cup with you if you're gonna go to a place like that. Can you just do saying. that? You think? You think if yeah. I come in and Jamba Juice, I'm like fill this up? Yeah, especially in Monterey now because they're <laughs> actually of, yeah. The cities are like all. Monterey County and Santa Cruz County, several cities are trying to bl- ban all single-use plastic. I think someone went to, even went to a boba. One of our friends, didn't Sammy go to a boba place the other day and they were willing to fill her her own yeah. cup that she brought? What if I bring yeah. a popcorn bowl? They're not um, going to fill it for you. No, I think that's a little too weird. It's got to look like a cup. Whatever. They don't know that. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. This says popcorn on the side of it. Like, you cannot put a smoothie in it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I forgot to tell you guys about a sighting last week for episode 33 that was actually pretty cool. So what happened was we were watching humpback whales and then the boat said there was a boat further to the west of us and it was like, oh, we have Rizzo's dolphins. And um, then the Rizzo's kept coming in, coming in, coming in. And they just stayed around the humpbacks and the sea lions feeding for like two and a half hours. That's crazy. And they were like diving with the whales and the sea lions and disappearing. Like, I don't know if there was squid and everything was eating the fish, the squid and the krill or what. But like the Rizzo's just stayed with it the whole time. Hmm. That's awesome. It was bizarre. I know. Cool. I know I have a video in the shop um, at Discovery that has the humpbacks and Rizzo swimming together. Yeah. But they're just swimming. This was like they looked like they were feeding. Hmm. That's interesting. They were like all on the same diving sequence. Dude, what if the humpbacks were gulping up squids? They could. I mean. Has anyone ever documented that? How are you going to know? If, like, say the squid and the anchovies are on the same layer and they're just like, oops. Yeah. I've actually seen squid 
eat anchovies and then everything yeah. else together. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was seen it down bizarre, south. man. You never know. But huh? it was really yeah. cool. I've literally seen all the foods together. I've seen uh, like anchovies eating curl and then the ancho the squid came to eat the anchovies and then mackerel were coming in to eat the anchovies and then humpbacks were coming in to eat everything there <laughs> it happened out of hey, can you Redo- imagine? yeah redondo canyon <laughs> a few years ago yeah. that's like a straight up buffet for a finwell yeah can you imagine if yeah. the finwell comes on the side and it's just like <laughs> krill anchovies mackerel yeah <laughs> it's like thank it's like you yum. it's like a vegas buffet <laughs> yeah i mean i've seen humpbacks eat anchovies and the anchovies were eating krill yeah and the humpback just ate it all so much variety yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i thought it was really cool i'd never seen the rizzos like act like they were foraging so that was pretty uh-huh. awesome you guys had another cool sighting uh did you see him as well eric just kate you caitlin the, the killer whales i was i i'm the only one that saw it yeah i, I was in the middle of the bay dang so what day was that Saturday. either thursday or friday since i wasn't there thursday might have been Friday. Friday. Yeah, Thursday or Friday. I don't remember. But um, our other boat went out ahead of us, and we were kind of, like, lagging behind trying to search a different area. And they were like, oh, we found killer whales. And the night before that, we had seen killer whales briefly. We got, like, really bad looks at them. I don't know if it was the same group or not. But it was a group of whales that it was seven total. There was two calves um, in the group. It was all female types. And... Somebody said that it might be CA-155. I looked at the catalog and thought maybe 154 was in there as well. Um, but one of the calves is so little, it was light gray and it still had fetal folds. So these are pretty super ultra rare? Yeah, way rarer than Adam's super ultra mega They're rare. more rare than Adam's super ultra yeah, rare. Yeah, I've never seen okay. the 155s before, ever. Yeah, we've kept on going back to Carmel Bay and nothing's been up there. And I think when you left them, they were northbound. But yeah, they were northbound west of Point Pinos. I was hoping We lost still, them in the fog. I was hoping they would still be there when I get there. Yeah, no, I don't know, man, because... We like were watching them, watching them. They started to group up and travel. And I was like, oh, okay, this might get pretty easy. And then wham, the fog bank came. And I was like, no. I wish you guys could see Eric's face every time he says, will they, <laughs> will they still be there when I get there? Because he looks around like he. <laughs> <laughs> he's hoping that he's going to trip one of us up. But at this point, we're so used to it. We just keep going. I think 99% of our listeners have no clue why I say that. You think I had to beat me in person? I'll just tell them. Someone on the radio one day asked if the whales were still going to be... More than once. Yeah, if the whales were still going to be breaching when when they got there. And this person is a uh, And obviously there's no way to tell if a whale is going to be doing anything for longer than a second. And this person is very well known. They they are a marine biologist. (laughs) And they want to make sure you know they're a marine biologist. And they ask questions like that on a regular basis. I mean, whatever. Yeah, so anyway, so. so my super mega ultra rare, rarer than Adam's killer whales, was pretty cool. The little baby was so tiny and had such big eye patches. Oh, it's funny that it was kind of grayish, too. Yeah, it was really gray. I actually, when we first watched them, I was like, these are not California transients. Like, I have no idea who these whales are. And the captain was like, well, what do you think? And I said, I texted you. I was like, can you send this to someone up in Washington? Because I don't think these are our whales. And it turns out they are California, documented California whales, but... They're not very commonly sighted. It's so weird when you see killer whales like here, it's it's like and if it's not like Emma or the fifty ones or fifty one A's or you know someone that we see, you like immediately are like, dang, these are like different whales, mm-hmm. and their behavior is kind of different too. Yeah, they were. Right? Yeah, they were kind of different. They definitely were transient though because they killed something that had like the albatross coming in. I noticed those last groups of transients that weren't 
uh, our usuals uh, were really shallow water, like literally, I'm like right outside the surf line. That's one thing we know. I bet you if they come from up north where they're, they go into shallow water all yeah. the time, because there's a lot of shallow water spots in, in the, fact, the islands In fact, with you later that one day, those those tees, yeah, really close. They were literally in front of Santa Cruz Harbor. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, um, one, what was it, like 155, T-165? Yeah, something. something and then like that. The other one with that little yellow calf, we first spotted them, like, just kind of right off the you That know, was the, the T-49s, right? Yeah. That was really <laughs> close to, like, the cement, uh... The cement plant. Yeah, cement plant. So, yeah, it's weird how they, they trended in shallow water, and ours are usually, like, Maybe they're looking for Harbor far. Porpoise. Yeah, they probably did it on Porpoise to be in shallow water. I said looking for Harbor Porpoise. You're saying on Porpoise. So <laughs> someone uh, asked a question on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name's Sarah, and she asked – she heard us talking about how we saw a humpback do a tail throw. One of you saw it, and you noticed that it was pregnant. Do you want to explain why you can tell? Oh. Or make a good guess. Um, Yeah, that was probably a while ago, huh? Yeah. So the f- later in the season, so like in another month or month and a half, the females, you know, the baby's getting really big. So the females start to look very girthy, low in their body. So when if they do a tail throw and like you can see a pretty good portion of the lower half of their body, it's like their tail stock is like twice the size of a normal whale. And so and that's because you can see like their baby bump, basically. <laughs> and um, yeah, they, sometimes if they get the tail only part of the way up, you can't really tell. But sometimes they do a good enough tail throw that you're like, holy moly, that's not a normal. Like that's not how a humpback tail You can see it with looks. gray whales too. Yeah, you can see it on gray whales too. Especially, Especially on the drone. Yeah, the drone, you could totally tell when one's real wide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. gray whales, especially, like, their head is so narrow that, like, they only get so much wider across the shoulders. Whereas humpbacks, like, they have those, they get pretty wide around the head already. And then, like, you know, kind of stay pretty consistent down the sides of their body until their tail. I don't know. They're On gray whales, it's more obvious. Like, they look so much pudgier because <laughs> their head's so small. <laughs> so, during gray whale migration in Newport, I think I've talked about this, but I had a gray whale pa- go right past the fin whale, or, like, they passed each other, mm-hmm. like, going opposite ways, basically. It's like they were migrating, uh, you know, away from each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the fin whale was really just circling the area for food. Um, I wonder how often, like, the humpbacks or, like, the gray whales are just like, well, we're going the same way. Let's hang out. And they just cruise for a few minutes and then... Yeah, I don't know. Do you think they ever do, or they're just always like, eh, I'm going to stay, like, a mile away or 100 yards away? I don't think they stay that far, but... I don't know. I mean... They for sure run into each other. Yeah, like, we sometimes, like, if we have a lot of humpbacks in the winter in Monterey, like, they'll be right out on the edge of the canyon where the gray whales are migrating. And you guys had the gray whale skim feeding with the humpbacks this year, right? Yeah, we actually had this one gray whale that was with uh, feeding feeding humpbacks. I got a picture of it, too. Yeah, right out front of the moss. But uh, the fleet saw it a few times. Yeah. I mean... There's been photos in front of Moss Landing several seasons on the northbound migration of gray whales, like in the same feeding group as humpbacks, like coming up multiple surfaces. Yeah, I've actually seen a, a smaller uh, gray actually skim feed right in front of uh, Moss, too. Got some photos of that, yeah. So, you never yeah. know. I think they hang, but they, those two especially probably hang out like more than we think. And we've seen blues and fins together. Yeah. 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 I see minkies mixed in with feeding humpbacks. You guys really? Think, yeah. Where? Uh, off of Anacapa Island. Mm. Yeah, I got pictures of that. Yeah. I feel like I've seen uh, like on a day where we've had like a 
big number of humpbacks in Newport because there's been a day where we had like five at one time. <laughs> big day. <laughs> it, it was. It was crazy town. <laughs> we had like five humpbacks, and I remember there being like a Brutus whale in there or like mm-hmm. a, a minky whale. That yeah, like it. yeah. When when I went out and looked, we were looking for say whales in Massachusetts. There was humpbacks around. That would be sick. Imagine being out offshore, blue water, big school anchovies, and it's like minky whale, humpback, like go, just keep going through the bait ball. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they got to do that. They're, they're ha- it's done, been done before for sure. Or you think they just are like, you're, you're on that bait ball, I'm leaving? Yeah, right. No, <laughs> I don't think that. I mean, because the dolphin, like, there's, did you see that stuff in like Blue Planet where it's like, Hunt out of nowhere, there's dolphins coming through it, yeah. going through it. Then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. Brutus Well shoots right through it. <laughs> Takes all of it at once. Yeah. Sign me up. What else did you see this week, Eric? I saw a blue whale. Um, you know what? I never got to the blue whales. We just stayed with the a whole bunch of humpbacks. I've had a lot of the good humpback sightings and Rizzo's. Um, I had that. I think I, I might have already talked about the one mystery common dolphin that showed up out of the middle of nowhere oh yeah yeah so i've had i just a typical a whole bunch of humpback whale sightings had a stellar sea lion today uh trying to think anything else would you guys say that it's been kind of a slower august not slower we still have tons of whales but the south wind like really changed the way the food's been acting and so the whales got real quiet when it got when the air pressure changed yeah. and we had that south wind for like a couple three weeks days. ago there was like 60 yeah and yeah it was like started, 20 started blowing out but the they're south still there they're just really scattered out. it was beautiful yeah. off of uh, we were off of carmel today i even spent some time oh nice we were there yesterday yeah up north a few week, uh, a few days ago. Oh yeah, I saw a sea lion eat a thresher shark. I don't know if I talked about that. Oh um, yeah, kind of cool. But That's yeah, your pictures. Yeah, things are pretty neat out there. Good variety. And they had a fin, right? They had a fin whale this morning. Yeah, I heard fin whales and yeah. white sides this morning, but I wasn't on the boat. But they went pretty far out. I guess they, they were saw making the me big mad with whoa. all their sighting reports. So I said, "Stop talking," and I left. <laughs> <laughs> are either of you guys on the boat tomorrow? Uh, yeah. No, I'm in the office tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm back out in the water as usual. Cool, I'll be there. Yay! But yeah, conditions are amazing today. Wind never picked up. Literally really? glassy all day. Yeah. That's nice. Yep. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Should we talk about our movie? Yes. Yeah. Prepare for sadness. Have a lot of feelings. Grab a tissue, everyone. It's not that sad. I don't know. I think we're desensitized to the subject at this point. If it's anything, sad, I left but... mad. <laughs> I left Mad. incredibly frustrated because it wasn't the whole story. Yeah, I know. I mean, for those of us who know the whole story or, or talk to people involved with the the rescue, yeah, it was. I was like, wait, they left that part. I even whispered over this later. It's like, there's more than two that died, more than one that died. Yeah. So what I did walk away with was a greater appreciation and level of respect for investigative journalists. Oh, yeah. Because that guy, the, the story really centered around. Did we tell people what we're talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah. The documentary Sea of Shadows, <laughs> um, which was produced by Nat Geo, Wild Lens, uh, and one other subsidiary. Yeah, was, that, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio was involved on the production as well. Um, it was a good film, honestly. It, it was very good. Yeah tackles the plight of the vaquita and talks about how did we get into this mess like how did we how how is the illegal trade of the swim bladder of a totally different animal of a fish killing the world's Tuaba. smallest cetacean so the totoaba is like the cocaine of the sea 
and the swim bladders go on the Chinese market for tens of thousands of dollars. And it was like forty five thousand. Seventy thousand. Seventy thousand for that one. They pay forty five hundred. Yeah, they pay they pay forty five hundred a swim bladder to the fishermen. And then it, on the black market, when it gets all the way, by the time it's changed hands and all the way into the um, Chinese dealers in Chi- in China, they're selling them for like seventy thousand to the actual paying customer. Yeah. For one swim bladder, which I mean, that's that they is said like it's worth more drug than gold. trade like, level. Yeah. Per per like weight, it was like worth more than gold. Yeah. So the Totoaba is like a sea bass. It looks just like one, or like yeah. a big yellowfin croaker. Kind of like, yeah, a big uh, croaker or a, a yeah. white sea bass, if you're familiar with that. Yeah. Um, do they only? I think they only exist in the north. Yeah. In the only, north Gulf of California. Yeah. So and are those down there? Uh-huh. Did they, are those fish going extinct? Those fish as well? are endangered. Yeah, they yes. are in big trouble too. Yeah. So if you watched, um, what is it called? Song of the Vermilion Sea. I forgot what it was called. There's another yeah. documentary Something that Wild Lens did as well, just themselves, a couple years ago that came out um, in 2017. And that talks about a little more just like background of the whole thing. And the same family of fishermen that are featured in Sea of Shadows is featured in Song of the Vermilion Sea. And they aquaculture Totoaba because they tried to flood the market with the fish bladders from smaller fish so that the black market ones wouldn't be as valuable and it didn't work. And so I don't know what they're doing with the aquaculture because in this film they were just trying to fish south in a different area. They weren't, they didn't talk anything about the fish farm. So I don't know. Yeah. So basically there was illegal fishermen and legal fishermen. Mm -hmm. And then the legal fishermen started actually going out there and taking the nets of the illegal fishermen so that they would stop killing the vaquita. Yeah, so the other component is that Sea Shepherd has been involved now with Operation Milagro for two years, two and a half years. So they're there right now, Yeah, they've been removing gill nets um, for the Mexican government because they don't have the resources to do it. And they've recruited the help of the legal fishermen um, to give them something to do because they they sit around doing nothing a lot. And so they go drag for the nets and then market for Sea Shepherd to pull out of the water. And then on top of that... They at nighttime when the fishermen, the illegal fishermen are out there, they're spotting these boats on radar, and then they're sending their drone up mm-hmm. to go and see what they're what the pongas are doing, mm-hmm. and then if they're pulling up a net, they go over there and scare them away, and then they call the navy, and they call the navy in to, uh, or no, they call the navy in to go after them. Yeah, they pulled up over um, at the end of the film. They let you know that they pulled up over eight hundred. They've taken over eight hundred gill nets. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Think about how many fish each one of those gill nets has taken. Well, yeah. a couple. Do you know when they stopped filming, Eric? Like, what? Where did they cut off the footage? I don't know because I, I know two years ago at the Southern California um, Marine Mammal Workshop, we were watching you know previews and talking to people who were involved with this. So it's been a while that it's been in production. Yeah. I follow the Oper- Operation Milagro reports, and I feel like about two years ago, this either they chose to not include it, or it happened afterwards. They pulled up a rack of baleen in one of the gill nets, and they oh, identified wow. it from a fin whale. Really? So one of those gill... I mean, they kill lots of sharks and fish and turtles yeah. and vaquitas and other types of dolphins, but this was a, a fin whale. Just the baleen was left. The uh-huh. gill net had been in the water so long that only the baleen was left Ugh. in the net. Yeah, that's I mean, gnarly. Yeah. Oh, man, when the turtle got pulled up. It was dead. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. sad. 
But oh, yeah, the, the film, I mean, really tells you all the details about what's going on down there and all the issues. It's not just, you know, you, you can't just take care of one part of the problem. It's a big problem, widespread between cartel, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, um, legal fishermen, illegal fishermen, uh, pol- local police getting paid off. Navy. The Navy. Navy. That Marines. Navy admiral made my blood boil. Yeah. What was crazy to me is also, too, the, the illegal fishermen were like, there's no such thing as Vaquita. Like, you uh-huh. guys are crazy. We've I've never, heard that I've never someone, seen one. So when we went to Penasco, me and Cheryl, a couple years ago, which is one of the mainland side of the Sea of Cortez towns that's a Vaquita town, our tour guide on, like, this one, he was driving the van. He's like, my dad's a shrimp fisherman. He's always been a shrimp fisherman. He's never seen one. He says they're not real. Except for they're painted on the walls in San Felipe. Like, Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And in, in Penasco, the Facility Cero, which they have that little baby Vaquita in the bathtub footage during the movie, a Vaquita washed up live in Penasco one time. And this kid's telling me they're not real. And then... <laughs> what? Yeah. That footage that they got of one is cool to see it. Oh, that was heart Can you imagine seeing that? Like, that could be the last one they could ever film. Yeah. Might have already been the last one. Yeah. yeah. So we have no idea, huh? No one knows. A current current talk out there uh, is, yeah, it's in single digits. Yeah. yeah. Which, because they left it as there's less than 15, but that was in 2018, so it's already a yeah. year. Well, and they've yeah. been, their rule of thumb of the rate of decline is like more than one per month. So yeah. it may even be gone. You yeah. know what's funny is in the film, did you see that, catch that part where they said that Supposedly, even at this low number, there's enough genetic genetic diversity. I'm like thinking, is that true? I know. I don't think. Maybe when we were talking less than 50 animals. Yeah. Okay, because what if it's two males left? You're done. Yeah. Yeah, So that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Do you know anything about how the frozen zoo works? Oh, in San Diego? Not really, but yeah, Vaquita are in there. Yeah, Yeah. so they like take the genetic information of. Yeah, I think it's where that was it. What does they call it down in San Diego? Crest or Ceres? Something? It's that program. I don't know. It, yeah. Do they take like sperm and egg or do they just take genetic material? I think it's just genetic material. Yeah. What, just in case they can try to put them together? Yeah, just in case technology advances to the point where we could have a Jurassic Park moment. And- yeah. <laughs> so they're putting it all. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's like they call it the frozen zoo. So yeah. I think they spared no expense in uh, putting it together. <laughs> Life what? will find a way someday. Yeah, hopefully one day they can. <laughs> Bring these animals back alive always. Can you imagine we're like bring back like ten animals? Yeah. Like, what the heck? I want uh the Desmos to come back. I want Pacasitas. <laughs> I got a lot of questions. <laughs> Excuse me, Pacasitas, can you sit down? I That's just honestly the only crazy one I know. Like it's the biggest word I know when it comes to <laughs> scientific animals. <laughs> it's fun talking about Pacasitas, yeah. So I think for me, I mean, it really did resonate the whole cartel aspect of the whole thing where like you know they're interviewing people that they were blocking out not only their faces but like their tattoos on their hands and their chests and um listening to the the naval admiral yeah talk to the journalists i was just like you've got just realized freaking kidding me we totally just ruined the whole film for people who haven't seen it yet we forgot the spoiler alert oh uh, well <laughs> we're reporting on it no, but there's some parts that you'll have to see for yourself. But, like, you could just sense the, like... I was like, just thinking that, too. But I know. I was like, oops. You could sense the mafia vibes, the, like, paid-off government officials vibes. It was just... Yeah. Maybe we could put... Ugh. 
Oh, and so they're like frustrating. not attacking back to the to the fishermen when the fishermen are attacking the police. Yeah, I yeah. think that was just because their military force is not the they, those guys that were responding to that incident were not trained in riots. Yeah, they had. But guns, it was also shields and so many. But it was. I mean, could, it's one thing to have riot shields. It's another something. thing to know and, what and to do. How often do you hear any type of police force say, "Oh, we released him due to public pr- pressure"? You yeah, know, that like, part really pissed me like, off hmm. that they gave up. Yeah. They, but well, the fishermen repossessed one of their navy boats. They got on and like yeah, stole the boat. I, I don't like, think they had to kidding? shoot them or anything, but they could have done like tear gas or just something yeah, to something. like hold them back. They were throwing rocks at police, yeah. but, like not rocks, boulders. At guys, with, like, guys with automatic rifles, yeah, are not yeah. shooting. With, yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of weird. I don't it was know just kind of odd. And then they took o- they let them take so. over the sh- a naval ship. They yeah. took over the navy ship. Like yeah. yeah. So the the public fishermen are just taking over a navy ship and doing what they want with it. Yeah. They could have driven off with it for fun so, if they wanted. When I lived in Mexico, there's two things that I learned. One, um, riots have gone very far awry in Mexico, and it's like a major national embarrassment. And like they don't, you, they don't want to do it again. Basically, they don't want to fire yeah. into an open crowd as a military force yeah. again, which I understand. But two, um, we t- we had like a debate, a fake debate, to practice our language skills. Um, in class about gun control i was like wow this is a really interesting fake debate topic um but basically the teacher was like most people in mexico don't carry a gun because like the police know that the people that do carry guns they have better ones than the police i was like oh (laughs) that's terrifying (laughs) yeah it's crazy rules over there so um but overall yeah it was it's really it was a pretty good film uh the one weird part is those of us who know yeah there was two animals caught but they only talk about one i wonder why they left that out i'm wondering how much of it is at the behest of noah so there's also not a lot of talk about the u.s government's involvement in operation vaquita cpr yeah um they talk a lot with the vet one of the vets that they brought in from the u.s cynthia dr cynthia smith yeah um and then they briefly talk about um, Lorenzo, who's one of the main um, researchers from Mexico leading the project. Mm-hmm. And there's a few other researchers that are like in the kind of more like a B-roll style of footage throughout the film. Um, but they don't mention them by name. They don't. Those people don't give like yeah. they don't have speaking parts or anything. And then they don't talk about the use of the naval dolphins or anything. Like the whole thing was and, kind of weird. Yeah, they didn't also show. The, Maybe it didn't go that well though yeah. either. Yeah, it didn't go. Well, the dolphins but, were good at finding the vaquitas. Yeah. That's how they found the vaquitas in the first place. It's not like they were just stumbling across them. Like they made it sound like in the film. The dolphins oh, really? located the animals. Yeah, but even yeah. on that ship that they when they mm-hmm. said they saw them, yeah. it, it yeah. took a lot of training because there was there was talk that they the, didn't show bottomers at all. There was talk no. that the bottomers dolphin they're actually. Uh, sometimes aggressive to harbor porpoise and what looks like a harbor porpoise of Akita. So they were worried about that. <laughs> but it's crazy to me is they brought these bottlenose down there. To yeah, a they fly well, just in, they're just in Coronado. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, like the journalist said, it's amazing that this animal is yeah. going extinct five hours drive from Los Angeles. Yeah. And they didn't talk about the land, the land based facility that was uh, in San Felipe also. Mm hmm. Wonder yeah, why. there was a couple things left out of the story that I was like, hmm, I wonder if the U.S. said, please don't involve us in this. If Noah and Nymphs were like, no, no. What's crazy is like, I don't think any, like, I wonder how, I wanted to make a poll on my Instagram and see how many people have heard about the vaquita. Because like, I know so many people have heard about Southern resident killer whales right now. Yeah. And there's what, 73 left? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but I bet nobody heard about the vaquita. There's literally people out there who 
love you know the certain residents who will well, you ask them about Vaquita, they'll be like what's a Vaquita? yeah mm-hmm. it's, what I'm it's saying. really sad like mm-hmm. yeah so no like the Vaquita definitely didn't get the attention from i would say the u.s that much no, and I think it's probably true. I mean, even in Mexico, I think if you went into the middle of mainland Mexico and said, what's a vaquita? They would have been like, what are you talking about? Well, as you've seen the film yourself, people in San Felipe is like, they don't exist. Yeah, they live they know the what it is. They know what it is, but they tell you it's fake news. Yeah. Vaquitas aren't real. But I could, I mean, when you see one and you see like the markings around the eye The way they the breathe lips, is funny too. They're like. Yeah, you're like, like, this isn't it. real. Like this thing has eyeliner and lipstick. This thing is not real. And like, it lifts its head up funky to breathe. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah. Let's but, try to go down there and just take a picture of one. It, I'm, okay. Let's just say this. Some of the expeditions have literally been down there for a year and they will get one sighting. Yeah. I mean, we're talking not like, you know, just. Where the heck do they stay we're down for a long time? Researchers. They're just yeah. really shy animals and there's so few of them in such a big space that it's yeah. just like, what are the odds of finding them? And currently, we're literally what talking do they eat? about. Does anyone know? Little fish. I think just a bunch yeah. of little fish. <laughs> like harbor porpoise, probably. We can, we can mm-hmm. literally probably count them on one hand right now. You know, I know. Not bad. So the, the journalist made a good point in the, or maybe it was the news anchor. One of them made a good point towards the end that was like, if we can't do this for the vaquita, we're not going to be able to do it for any other species. You know, like that's why there's so much even last ditch effort to try and save them. It's because if we, it's like you start pulling on the thread when you lose the species and pretty soon the whole thing's going to unravel. If you can't save this one, how are you going to save the rest of them? Well, he also said if you don't save the vaquita, then the fishermen are going to continue and the rest of the sea of Cortez is doomed. Yeah. Because they're going to, they're going to hit humpbacks, the turtles, all the the fish. You saw all the the different fish that were in there. All the sharks. There was a baby hammerhead shark in some of that footage from from Sea Shepherd. It's also an endangered species. You know, it's just, He's right. I mean, if we can't do this, how are we going to do anything else? I saw something on the Southern Resident Killer Wills. Some, I forget who owns it, but they must own the dam or something. And they were saying, like, they basically said, like, we'd rather the, the Killer Wills go extinct. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I have to find the post. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that's the same thing. If all the vaquitas go extinct, then there's no motivation anymore to ban gillnets, right? Like, the vaquita were the poster child for the gillnet ban. Never mind all the other animals that die in them. But, you know. Okay, so like the thing is, is the killer whales are going extinct, right? The southern mm-hmm. residents. But their food is the reason why they're going extinct. Right. So that means that food's going to go extinct as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that means no more salmon. Mm-hmm. So whatever. I mean, it's the same thing with the totoaba. The totoaba are endangered too. Like you're not supposed to fish for them even hook and line. You're not supposed to catch them at all. I guess it's the Walla Walla Union Bulletin. Have you heard of that? I know where Walla Walla is, but I don't know. They what believe the, Union the dam should is. stay up and the orcas and salmon should go extinct. Wow. Ugh. They said go give them a piece of your mind. Yikes. That's sad. Yeah. I'm guessing that that water it, it fuels their farms or something like that. Well, I yeah, mean, that's on the Snake River. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It might be hydroelectric power too. Who knows? But. I think that if anything, we need to learn more lessons from the vaquita, even if it is too late. And I think it's still worthwhile to teach people what they are because they are an important part of one of the most abundant ecosystems on earth. I didn't realize how, like, I knew the Sea of Cortez was crazy, but I just think of it, I thought of it as like just another like Monterey, but not a feeding ground. 
But I guess it is kind of a feeding ground mm-hmm. too. That's the thing about Mexico. It's like feeding and breeding there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like right in that middle ground, huh? Yeah, they yep. think that they have resident blue whale and fin whale populations in the Sea of Cortez. The ones that go to La Paz. Maybe. The, I mean, uh, not La Paz. Go to um, Loretto. Loretto? Is that way up in there? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the ones. That not, they ex- not too far up. <laughs> they go pretty far up in there. Yeah, they can the see. Fins, I know the fins can. You yeah. can see blue whales in Laredo, too, I think. Laredo's not as yeah. far up as you guys think, yeah. 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 But even gray whales, um, they've been... In fact, during the, remember during the conference when they posted that gillnet? They actually mm-hmm. wrapped up a, a gray whale like, towards San Felipe. We're like, what? Like, yeah. I even turned towards uh, Fernanda, who works over there. I'm yeah, like, yeah. did you see that? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Laredo's yeah. not that far up. Yeah. No. But... It was, uh, yeah, I guess but um, yeah, the finwell thing. It it does seem like certain areas have their finwell, like uh, I don't, I hate using this word, but yeah, resident population. Uh, Southern California yeah. seems to have the same finwells well, that show up over and over again. At the 2015 Marine Mammal Conference in San Francisco, they actually had several talks about that. That they think it is its own population, finwells and blue whales, in the Gulf of California. Yeah. So what I was saying about the Sea Cortez, Sea Cortez is. They have so many cool things there, like turtles, those, um, what you call it, the, the, mobula rays, the mobula rays, rays, yeah, which are in huge numbers, mm-hmm. and they breach out of the water, and mm-hmm. like, they also have the other ray there, too. Manta? The, mm-hmm. Yeah, they have manta, yeah. but they, don't they have, this, don't they have like a spotted ray there? Devil ray or something? Uh, Maybe not. There's eagle rays, eagle I think, rays. Some yeah. in the warmer water, they yeah. Just have, they have a lot of cool stuff there that's yeah. all getting wrapped in those nets. Mm-hmm. And I think even in, in watching the, one of the, things they caught in the net it looked even almost like a cow nose so i'm not sure if those make it up there but yeah it was some neat rays. one thing that was yeah. cool was is set when they were pulling up the nets is that they were saving some they were trying to save yeah but you saw like that ray they put back or that um like skate or whatever it was but <laughs> that, that, it had cuts all the first that was yeah. the one yeah it looked kind they of they were like lowering it, it in and then it slid out of the it looked like a yeah it looked like a uh, a cow nose, but I'm, I'm just wondering if cow nose even exists over there. But yeah, I remember that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, it's cute, cute little guy that but it barely had, like, looked like he was going to make it. And yeah. Yeah, and stuff. But they still released that. it back. Yeah. I'm So I did have a question during the film, which I think I leaned over and said to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, it doesn't really look like they're taking data on what's in the nets. No, they just, I'm sure someone was. I Someone's hope probably, so. probably just quickly jotting stuff down. Like I hope so. Species and numbers. Because that yeah. could become quite compelling. You have yeah. 800 samples. Yeah. You know, that that could be pretty good for other species, yeah. especially sharks. That, totuaba, yeah, say, that one big totuaba they got, yeah, it was big, and they dumped it back. Out of 800 nuts, they got 1,000 baby hammerheads. Or yeah, something exactly. Like that. Yeah. I mean, that could help you, one, get a sample of what's going on out there, and two, yeah. sizes show, of the animals, ages, yeah. Yeah, like and that's then, important. yeah, and then also show, like, you know, these are how many endangered species are getting caught in these nets, yeah. not just... Not just Otoaba and Vaquita. Yeah. So, I hope they're taking the data. That's all I can hope Hopefully. about it. I'm sure someone is. They're trying their hardest. I mean, yeah. it's not perfect, but yeah, they're trying and their I, hardest. You know what? They didn't have footage of either, um, and this had to have happened while they were filming, um, because I think it was during CPR right before it. Mm-hmm. There were three Vaquita in nets that were pulled up by Sea Shepherd, mm-hmm. like right before Operation CPR happened. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few photos floating around of those. That was hard to see. Yeah. Like, they were about to go down and make this big effort, and they found three dead ones in, like, in the span of, like, two weeks. Yeah, the bycatch over there is just, uh, it's scary. I think anyone who's been... nets are horrible. We yeah. should stop fishing with them. Oh, They're yeah. really well, they good did, at killing things. They banned them in California. Yeah. 
Except for, for swordfish, unless that actually went through. I think they banned them in California, period. Because there was like one exception for offshore drift gill net. Offshore, fish, yeah. It, it, there was a mileage thing, and uh, that's, uh, you know, the coastal ones are, are not allowed. And that's one reason why I think uh, some people think that the white sharks are seem to be more so much more abundant now. Because those are gone. Those that was actually hitting the white shark population pretty oh, hard. I'm sure. You know? Yeah. But I know for a while the offshore ones were still a problem. Um, I don't know. I had there people watching the for bycatch, and it was some bad bycatch. I mean, we're talking like sperm whales, pilot whales, you know, well, commons. Yeah. I know that they had the caveat that if there was one green green sea turtle in any of those offshore sword ne- swordfish mm-hmm. nets the sword fishery would be shut down for the yeah. year. Like, you catch one turtle, you're closed. Yeah. Well, I wonder if, um, like, offshore killer whales ever been in nets or something. Oh, I'm sure. Never know. Yeah. No one's going to say anything. Like, I mean, if they've to... had, like, pilot whales and stuff, I would think that they probably have caught, caught yeah. a killer whale before. How do they not echolocate it? I think it's so thin, maybe it's they can't really tell. It's monofilament, yeah. So it's just like, it's fish, fishing it line, back basically. Maybe or something. Yeah. yeah. Or it's... not not enough for them to realize And when they go is. into it, they freak out. Yeah. That's the, I, I, like I said, I said about that gray whale, it, it hit the lobster buoy mm-hmm. and then it immediately like kicked its tail, but it kicked mm-hmm. it into the rope. Yeah. yeah. It, it came up. off right away, but I've seen them react to that kind of thing. Yeah. And they immediately, you know, wiggle and it could, mm-hmm. they could wiggle and twist in the wrong direction and wrap themselves up. Yeah. Especially cause the line has such a strong, like it doesn't break with a lot of, it takes a lot of force to break it. Yeah. Especially cause it's spread out. Yeah. But also, it's just like a really strong material. It needs like more than 80,000 pounds of force to break. I feel like we have so much work to do to help the whales in the ocean. Yes. And I mean, and all animals. So many animals have problems. Mm-hmm. Pretty mm-hmm. much all animals do. We got to take better care of our earth. We really do. Like that song. We love our earth. What? <laughs> you guys haven't heard it? Yeah, it's pretty good. It has like a lot of views on YouTube. Yeah, yeah it's because it has every it. like yeah. big singer in it. It's by Little Dicky. Little Dicky, yeah. No, I've never heard of this. Oh my gosh! What? Silly, Guess what we're listening to after we're done recording? Have you ever seen the music video? No. Oh my god. Oh yeah, we, we gotta watch it. You know what else? What else you gotta watch? What? You ever heard of epic rap battles? Now we're getting off topic. Yeah. The, the, the newest <laughs> one is Jacques Cousteau and uh, Steve Irwin. They have a rap battle. Oh, these people impersonate. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. yes, 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 yes. I have heard of it. Yes. <sighs> okay. <laughs> oh my goodness Well you know what Jacques Cousteau says About the Sea of Cortez It's the aquarium of the world mm-hmm. Just saying There's a lot of cool fish there Yeah man mm-hmm. It's pretty It's more like tropical Than you think yeah. Oh yeah Like like. Palau, but then it does get it, The cold Palau, water it So it is productive Not Palau um, What's the place that's, It's it's near It was near La Paz When we went It was a little further in huh? uh, There's a really pretty place To dive there There's a lot of pretty places To dive oh. near La Paz But <laughs> I forget the name of it. I'll have to look on the map. Was it some islands or something? Guadalupe Island is down there. Guadalupe is uh, it's up, it's uh, on, on the, the other side. side. Yeah, it's on the Pacific side. Africa. That's where all the white sharks are. Yeah, but there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of cool islands out there. Yeah, Socorro, Cedros. Oh, Socorro's famous. Yeah, Revilla yeah. Hejedos. Yeah, it's good islands out there. Really neat places. Got albatross and even in the I water. Mean, even tuna. though we were watching all that bad stuff happening in Mexico, just watching the footage of them being in Mexico made me want to go back. Oh, I know. Like, dude, when they show them, 
like when from the bow angle of all those mobula rays jumping, I was like, dude. Yeah. There were so many cool things I need to go film there. <laughs> That's what I want to do. This this com- when summer comes up, I want to go go swim with whale sharks. Let's go. When summer comes up, Bay of L.A. Yeah, I want to go over there. Uh, Bahia de Los Angeles. See. But See, they so. uh, what's it called? Or you could do La Paz in the winter. You could do gray whales and La Paz. See. I'm in. Yeah, that sounds uh, muy, muy divertido. Muy bueno. Oceanic muy Society, bien. if you're listening, please take me back. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool. I do want to go and see the other um, lagoons now that I've seen San Ignacio. I want to go to the other. I one. promise you that. Where did I go? <laughs> Magdalena Bay was really good. We had lots of whales. I heard that it wasn't. If I think it was really good because if they were saying they're opening up one even further south, that yeah. one maybe that one's doing better than people thought it was doing. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that it was good. It was interesting that it was good because the overall the gray whale season was so bad. Yeah, this was a poor gray whale season. Yeah, I mean, we went out of the whatever, Harbor Bay, like there's a bunch of little islands kind of in front of our sandbar things, you know? Mm -hmm. But like there was like 30 whales right off the bat. Like just you could see them all surfing in the waves all down the beach. (laughs) And we didn't even go a mile like down the beach. There was and they were just all the way down. So there was lots of gray whales. I mean, we have lots of whales. It's just like not a lot compared to how they say it normally is. Yeah. Is what they're yeah. saying. Can't Saint wait Ignacio. to see what this new season has to offer. Yeah, we'll see what happens on your trip, huh? Oh yeah, if you guys want to. Is there any to... seats left? Yeah, I think there's spaces left. Oh, okay, Eric's leading a gray whale trip. Yeah, with my my with buddies. His homies. Yeah, so if you are they're curious going down about on it, the boat. Yeah, that'll be interesting. You guys are curious? Just message us. Speaking of trips, Slater. Dude, you got all kinds of trips right yeah. now. What are you doing with your life? Can we even talk about it yet? You just put them up. I just right put now. it up today officially. Oh, yeah. You heard it first, folks. Slater, I feel like I, no, I don't want to th- plug it anymore. I plugged it three episodes No, the in 25th, row. you're doing Sunset in Monterey. Oh, yeah. We have a Sunset trip. If you guys hear this now and you can be there by this weekend, Sunday, um, there's a Sunset trip. It's going to yeah. be cool. Sick. Sunset. And Slater got a cool new reservation system, so he's like boss nut. So much official, yeah. Yeah, I have a sunset trip, 25th. I have the San Juan trip that's two spots now left. That's in September. Mm -hmm. And then I have another all day trip in Monterey, um, October. Yeah. So I'll try. um, No promises, but I'll try and be on it. The all day trip in October. You never go on any of them. You're a loser. Eric goes on every one of them. Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of scheduled to work. I'm a big f- fan of Slater more photography. Why aren't you there? Listen, yeah, he y'all, if you could see us behind the scenes, I'm the one that's <laughs> helping with the execution. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you don't come, so I'm not your friend. Uh, mean. I'm gonna try and come. Yeah, we are at 988 followers on Instagram. Woo! Woo-hoo. Thanks, friends. Yeah, um, thanks, guys. We need to make a post or something because we need to post and do a lot of things. We, yeah, but now it's I have, August, dude. We can't think of anything about, else. So I'm gonna Busy. start posting. I promise you guys. I promise. He's promising on air. It's recorded. I hope we got it. I edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Edit. Oh, and uh, for those of you that are still following us and supporting us on Patreon, thank you. Appreciate it. We yes. have not been posting on there. We need to start that too. You did. Yes. Yeah. Good thing Kayla's smart and stuff. <laughs> I'm the brains of the operation. Dang it. So I'm excited to see how the rest of uh, the fall goes. We've got like weird things happening in the Bay, like south wind for four days straight. I don't know what that's about in the middle of August, but 
We'll see what happens. Oh, you know what? One random thing I want to bring up, guys. What? I know we've had a, a lot of people actually, our listeners who have actually kind of gotten their foot in the door because of us, you know, just because they listen to us. Yeah. Um, there's an opening uh, for interns with Cascadia. Uh, so they're accepting uh, applicants for fall, summer, and spring um, internships at Cascadia. So <laughs> if you guys don't know who Cascadia is, uh, I Cascadia didn't realize they took fall internships. Yeah, Cascadia is actually don't the apply, uh, <laughs> the, the bigger, some of the more well-known and uh, organized uh, researcher of large whales out here along the west coast. So uh, humpbacks, blue whales, uh, tooth whales. Uh, out in the Hawaiian Islands, uh, these guys are really big, and uh, John Kalmakitis is uh, probably, I don't know, I always consider him the god of large whales. I was going to say Eric's yeah. a fangirl for a second. Yeah, every time I see him, <laughs> yeah. John Kalmakitis. No, what? <laughs> I almost slapped I've been, you. I've seen his speech a couple times. Yeah, so look that up. Uh, yeah, message us if you need more details about that. But I think Cascadia themselves actually posted uh, something on face on their Facebook page about is the it? openings. Is it in Washington or can they? Ooh. I don't know. It's most likely based in Washington. I don't know if they're doing the Hawaii. They need people in Hawaii, but um, I think I saved it. You never know, Slater. You never know if they need someone to get some aerial stuff. Or I, any stuff. I thought I saved it. I know how to use a pencil. Pencils are good. <laughs> I, think I don't I think I'd be good at writing data down. I'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, we have openings for interns to learn about oh, with oh, photo good. identification matching of dolphins and whales, as well as helping respond to strandings in Washington State. Please, Ooh, that's fun. Based out of our office in Olympia, please share the flyer and check it out. Um, CascadiaResearch.org slash about slash interns if you're interested in more information about the program. Um, internships are unpaid, but office-based positions in Olympia, Washington. Housing's not provided, but... You do photo ID, data entry, um, field data collection, stranding response, um, beach surveys, necropsies and pinnipeds and cetaceans, and photo ID of baleen whales, including humpback blue and gray off the west coast of the U.S. There you go. Yeah, so that sounds awesome, everyone. Oh, they so, do have some Hawaii photo yeah. ID stuff, too, with O'Donnell seats. So if you are a person looking to get your foot in the door, this is the way to go. I know it's unpaid, but trust me, uh, Caitlin will tell you, uh, you know, that's the way it goes in this field. You got to really want it, guys. Uh, a lot of us have been volunteers at zoos and aquariums uh, or other, you know, well, or well-watching companies to get our, our foot through the door. Yeah, for sure. And Cascadia is a really high, highly yeah. um, reputable organization oh yeah and if there's anyone to do an unpaid interest shoot I'd, I'd want to do it right now yeah they, so the hawaii thing i don't know if it's based in hawaii but they have their own projects page for that and their own separate application so you need to send a resume it is based in hawaii because we know people that work there yeah i just don't know if the id work is like you have to be in hawaii to do it or if you just do it at the washington office and then talk to the hawaii people oh. um, but it says if you want to do the u.s west coast you're talking to kirsten flynn and then it's a separate person for the hawaii oh, kirsten, internship yeah. she's cool yeah um you need two letters of recommendation a letter of interest and a cv so resume, cover letter, and two references. Sure. The well nerds, well nerds sent me. Yeah. So put us in as your how'd you hear about us. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So yeah, so that's an opportunity out there for those of you um, that are looking for something. Yeah, to I do. forgot. I was gonna call you guys about that the other day, saying it was a good, it'd be a good thing to bring up for yeah. all our our younger folks Thank trying to get their foot in the door. Thank you for remembering. Yeah, good idea. So, I like yeah. when people start working with animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it, uh, you guys always tell me about those happy messages you get about people actually. Yes, it doing makes this. our day when people say that we inspired them. All right, guys. Well, friends, episode that was thirty-five, four, 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 this is four, four. All the spoilers for Sea of Shadows. Yeah. Well, not all of them, <laughs> we'll but most to, of them. Maybe we'll put that in the. The uh, end actually is pretty crazy. You're like, you realize how serious of a matter it really is. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to talk about. It. That's why I was like, oh, don't. Talk we'll about save it. a few spoilers. I know. I was about you. to bring it up. I was like, wait, we just ruined the whole most of them. Bring a <laughs> tissue or two. A tissue. Yeah. And um, be ready to walk out pissed off like I did. Yeah, that's we're true. motivated to say. Yeah, motivated. yeah, it's a little bit of anger, a little bit of like, oh crap, this is real. Let's save the whales. Yeah, it's yeah, not man. just. You'll learn that it's just not just conservation. Yeah, it's more than that. All right, thank you guys. Have a good day. Thank Bye, you. everyone.